Hello, Cheddar Curtain Nation. Um, this is their friend, JP, chiming in. Uh, unfortunately, Devin is on our podcast COVID list, so I will be doing my best Rasul Douglas impersonation and being called up from the practice squad. I'm here with your lovely host, Luke Mueller. Why don't you say hi to the folks, Luke? Hello, folks. I'm glad that even though Devin has not is not here, he will be here in spirit, so I appreciate that. He has definitely sent me a million texts about things he wants to bring up, and first and foremost, he wants you guys to know that he landed on the COVID list. First of all, he's doing just fine. Talked to him about it a little bit ago. He's doing just fine, but he got there out there protecting everybody on the front lines, as he likes to put it. So thank you, Devin, very much uh, for everything you do. And hopefully we'll see you, or I'll see you across the table next week. All right? Cool. So let's talk about something also kind of sad. Much sadder, actually. Right? So the news came out yesterday that the one and only, the legend John Madden passed away unexpectedly, right? So, personally, he was a huge part of my life growing up, which is why I think we have to touch on this. We can't just skip over it, go straight to the game. We'll get there. We'll get there. Don't worry. But here's a question for you. Kind of what did John Madden mean to you? What did John Madden mean to me? What well, do you think about when you think about John Madden? I mean, I think you have to talk about just Madden in general, like the game. Yeah. Maybe not just the game, but his legacy he leaves behind. Um, on the NFL, like his years with the Raiders, his um, probably being one of the best sportcasters oh, to amazing, ever right? grace the planet. So, I mean, and his game has been around since, what, 90... Mid-late 90s, yeah. yeah. The 90s? Like, yeah. 1990? So, I mean, he's just been a big part of my childhood. I mean, I remember you and me growing up, we've just been playing Madden all the time. All the time, right? You know, sleepovers and all that good stuff, playing Madden all night long so i know devin also huge fan talks to me about madden literally every time we get together right before the podcast so um yeah incredibly sad huge part of our childhoods obviously he's somebody who's been around the game for so long that he means something a little bit different i think to each generation right our parents our grandparents probably remember him as the coach and then as the announcer like you brought up right him and pat summerall absolutely iconic duo in the booth we missed out on most of that yeah. just given our age but i remember early Matt. you know i had Matt in 1998 or whatever <laughs> it was and then obviously until now so huge part of our lives a huge part of every football fan's life on some level an amazing coach amazing announcer the biggest brett Favre fan in the world which yep. huge part of our childhood obviously <laughs> growing up with brett Favre as our quarterback so r.i.p to john madden you will be sorely missed there will not be another like you or will not all right so let's move on to the game shall we so yeah, what are some shall. what are some thoughts just kind of overall flow how the game feel do you watching it uh i first just want to say a dub's a dub so <laughs> yeah a wins have, a win we have several of those this year uh the game felt like we need like you said last podcast because i am a listener as well Thank you. Appreciate that. We need to score on our first drive. <laughs> That'd be nice, wouldn't it? Man, uh, I think we also got kind of lucky with them having a rookie kicker making his debut against us. Yeah. Because since it was just such a close game, um, our tempo was definitely... I mean, it seems like once that first drive was out of the way, we had it under control for the most part, but I'm not yeah. going to say I wasn't nervous. No, absolutely. And I, I think you bring up... A good point there right it was a two-point game 
24-22, and they missed a kick. So that obviously plays into it. I think we should have won no matter what. I don't necessarily know if we outplayed them in every aspect of the game, but I agree. It was very eerily similar to last week's game, right? Played out incredibly similarly. Um, Different people stepped up and whatnot, but overall the feel of it, we came out slow, let them score. We come roaring back in like the second and third quarters, and we just can't put them away. Right. Right? So that's frustrating, and I would really like that to stop. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, it kind of reminds me of, uh, is it 2019? 2019, When yeah. we just had heart attacks every dang week. Yep. LaFleur's <laughs> first uh, first year as head coach when everyone said we were the worst 13-3 team ever because yeah. we could barely win. Right. I mean, but now we're Super Bowl favorites i don't want to jinx it but yeah like, no i'm with you there with vegas it's just like come on uh, make up your mind but i mean also one thing i also want to uh kind of touch on is we've been coming out with these close victories but we've always been ahead i think in double digits i don't have the actual stat but i think we've been up by like 10 or more points in all six of the close victories that we've had yeah i think you bring up a good point it's not like all these games <clears throat> where we have to come back in or anything like that. After we're down 7, 10, 14 points, whatever, depending on the game we're talking about, we come roaring back. It's not like we slowly chip away at it. I mean, we, like you said, we take big leads, big leads, and kind of, as a fan, you think we're about to run away with it. You're like, oh, man, we're up by 10 or, or whatever it is. And it's like, okay, we got this. Aaron Rodgers got the ball again. We're about to go up three scores. Game's over. And then we go... Three and out, three and out, three and out. Let them kind of get back into it, which is very frustrating. I guess the bright side is this team knows how to win. Yeah, I mean, we've kind of see it, saw that with the 2019 team as well. I mean, yeah. that might just be LaFleur's identity, but we need to learn how to close games. We absolutely do. I mean, at the end of the day, like you said, a dub's a dub. Dub's a dub. And I will gladly take it uh, sitting here atop the NFC, but... As we play better teams, I feel like I've been saying this almost every week at this point. As we play better teams, we have to get this out of our system. Right. Right? Not every quarterback is going to throw three interceptions like Baker Mayfield did. So Four. <clears throat> four. Oh, my God. You're right. Four. <laughs> four interceptions. Should have been six. <laughs> but we'll get into that. So where do you want to start? Do you want to break down some offense? Let's some break down some offense first. All right. Let's get into it. What are some things you noticed about the offense? Um, I just want to touch on... Devontae Adams real quick that one play that the catch that he had on the sideline I think it was on it was on our touchdown drive mm-hmm. where you normally see like people just shake off people I just wish he did that that would have yeah, been so cool that would have been pretty epic but uh I mean we scored anyways on Lazard's amazing catch I mean he had a great game too he did um I did it's just it seems like we got stagnant and kind of stale the third quarter I believe uh, yeah third into the fourth yeah. It's just like Lazard had, or not Lazard, uh, Devontae Adam had some drop issues, which we haven't end, seen since yeah, rookie he, season. He had some drops at the end of the game in on plays that would have ended the game, right? That I think it was a third and six or something yep. down the left sideline. Just straight up dropped it. Uh, not something you see from the world's best wide receiver. Right. So that that's a little frustrating. He still had a great game, right? And like 10 catches, 100-some yards. Yeah. Devontae's Devontae. He looked like Devontae. Just a couple drops in key moments. 
But I agree. Uh, we look unstoppable at times on offense. Mm-hmm. And then we look incredibly stoppable at times on offense, which is a little frustrating. Um, so what I found interesting, personally, is kind of the the mixture we had going on in this game. We had a, a little bit better 50-50 split, more or less, between A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones, yep. which was good. We relied, not, not relied necessarily, but definitely a good dose of the run game, state balanced. Um, nobody's stats are going to wow you necessarily outside of maybe Devontae's. But I think overall it's a solid game, uh, and it still feels like we're not quite hitting on all cylinders. Yeah. Like neither running back has really gone off in recent memory, and no one has really gone off besides Devontae. I mean, Lazard had a good game. Obviously we're missing MVS this game, right? COVID list. I mean, I know Devin would want you to say that. Randy had a great game (sighs) against Baltimore. He did. Which he he did. He did. He did. So now Devin and Randy both get to miss a week on the COVID list. So congratulations, guys. You're twins. Um, he'll be so proud. <laughs> His boy also, we can't we can't miss him. Josiah did nothing. He had two catches for... He he almost made a really difficult catch. He did. He did. You're thing. right. That I should not shortchange him. That would have been incredible. And I did not expect him to catch it, but he got pretty close. Yeah. That would have been amazing. Uh, but yeah, so just not... I mean, it's a game we kind of force-fed to Devante. Aaron Jones got really involved out of the backfield catching, but still nothing nothing crazy, right? Yeah, I mean, I just really didn't have any complaints about the run game, if I'm being completely honest. It was just, it was very sound, solid. I mean, even Lazard had a, I think it was, a, what is it, an end around or a reverse yeah. for like 10 <clears throat> yards? Yeah, 13. And so that looked good. That's something we, we don't really see a lot, right? We don't really, we fake that all the time but we never really give it to him. And partially that maybe we don't have a great player for that. Amari Rodgers. If Amari Rodgers was any good, right. and, and at least this year, I'm not entirely positive he is. Uh, here's hoping, though. That's that's why we drafted him, in a sense. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So him, you know, that's something. Definitely been a disappointment with Cobb going down. Amari hasn't stepped up. Hasn't been given the opportunity, but that's because he hasn't really shown anything. Right. So that's kind of a bummer. Aaron Jones. Well, not in spectacular game. I think he showed he had some good runs. I mean, he had a he had that one pretty long one. Showed some juice, which is nice. Um, I, a couple games ago, he still looked a little injured. So I think overall, I'm really happy with the balance. I just want some more explosion. I think. Yeah, I agree. I mean, again, run game was pretty sound. Just nothing. Yeah. Just run the ball down people's throats to get the passing game open. Right. I would agree completely. And. When it's time, when it's A.J. Dillon time, we need to make sure it's A.J. Dillon time, right? Like, just, if you give him the ball towards the end of the game, three times in a row, you're going to get a first down. Well, what did our football coach say? (laughs) He said, if you give me a running back that can run three yards every play, I'm just going to run it every play. Right. No matter what. Correct. And I feel like A.J. Dillon is that running back that you can just, every play. Every play. No, I agree. I agree. And I think sometimes maybe we don't utilize him the best towards the end of the game. Or sometimes it feels like he disappears for long periods of time. I know they kind of do their their switch-off thing with the two of them. I guess that's something I would like to see more, is I would like to see a little bit more creativity with the two of them. We saw them both on the field together a couple times earlier in the season, but really haven't gotten much out of that since then. Yeah, and I mean... We saw him make a tough catch out of the backfield mm, that yeah, game, that like down around catch. his knees, yeah. and then really quickly just get himself like his 
built self, <laughs> which you don't really see a lot from those big guys being able to get uncoordinated, and then all of a sudden, boom, you're right back into it. And I think he got like a 10-yard gain, yeah, or 8 or 10. He has great balance, right? I think that's kind of where you're going with that. Great balance. That's why we talked about, I think last week, um, you know, he's not Derrick Henry. He's a little bit more Jerome Bettis, yeah. I think, with his footwork. Um, unlike Devin, I don't think he's necessarily as good as Jerome Bettis, obviously. Well, Hall of yet. Famer. But he's got that kind of those kind of moves, quick feet, which I really, really think are going to be important to him kind of going forward as he continues to grow. But, yeah, I think <clears throat> part of this is we just we can't afford all the three and outs, right? It feels like we have them at the worst time. And something that I wish I knew the answer to is the whole first drive thing, right? How do you go from the best offense in the history of the NFL on your first drive of the game, which we were last year, to being absolutely terrible <laughs> on the first drive of the game this year? We go through it now essentially every time. I, I, I personally don't uh, just don't understand. Um, I think I might have an explanation. I would love to hear it. Uh, left pinky toe. Fair enough. You th- um, you think that kind of makes him get get going slower? Not just that. If you we see the Packers offense this year, and it's kind of been like okay, drop back, quick throw. Uh, whether it's long or short, uh, I think we have talent enough receiving core to where they're able to get open twenty yards down the field enough to where Rodgers can just take a quick drop back and throw it quickly. I mean, I think that's, that's also true. where we're seeing our success on the offensive linemen. They don't have to block for as long. Thank God, given who we have out there. Love I, you, Yash. I'm just going to say this. They're they're great. They are. I love them. I, just, I love them. Uh, I, have, I have so much to say about that offensive line that, what, Patchwork Packers patchwork are Packers. legitimately a patchwork offensive line. It's just ridiculous. There but, you go. Shout out, Devin. It's catching on. Um, yeah, that's what I really think the slow start is, is just Rodgers... I'm not going to say he's practicing because I don't think him not being at practice really doesn't do anything. He's been in the NFL for, what, 16 years? Something uh, like that. 17, I think. Yeah, yeah it's close. Something like that. Forever. So, yeah. So he, he has a good work ethic. It's just I think he – the toe. You think that kind of affects maybe the play calling and stuff early on? Interesting. Interesting. And I do want to touch on what I thought was kind of a questionable decision there towards the end of the game. So Yash went out, right? Absolutely terrified me. <laughs> That Ben Braden was out there. Yeah. I know nothing about Ben Braden, and that's why I don't want to see him out there. I've heard his name once. Exactly. I don't necessarily want to see our fourth string left tackle out there. I don't want to see it. He didn't do that bad. But you know what we did right after that? We ran to his side, and it didn't work. Shocker. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I think it was a third and one. We gave it to Aaron Jones. It, it just Nope. Nope. Absolutely not. Uh, Miles Garrett was over him, too. Why would you do that? I mean, I don't want to necessarily full-out question who should be the coach of the year this year in Matt LaFleur, but, like, bro, what are you doing? Did you watch his uh, presser? I caught bits of it. Uh, he just said that he wanted to get uh, Braden warmed up. So why do you run just directly to him? That feels... Okay. <sighs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm in a complete agreement with you, man. It's just I don't understand why you... Just run to Dennis Kelly's side yeah. at that point. Dennis, have you seen how big Dennis Kelly is? The man is a mountain. I mean, most of our offensive linemen are. Dude, so it's dude just... makes David Bakhtiari. If you haven't seen that picture, go look it up. Him and David Bakhtiari. He looks makes David Bakhtiari look small. 
like a normal human being. Exactly. Because <laughs> Dennis Kelly's like 6'8", 350 or something. Just a Ridiculous. giant. A giant. Correct. Run to his side. Maybe I'm missing something. Maybe Ben Braden is known for his run blocking. You know, Maybe that's, that was his thing coming out of college or, or whatever, what they've seen in practice. I don't know. But in, in a big moment like that, I'm not sure I'm trusting the fourth string left tackle for literally anything. I agree. Thankfully, Yash came back. All is well. We will have our normal patchwork packer offensive line out there next <laughs> next week, thankfully, um, and not not Ben Braden, at least to start the game. Knock on wood. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's uh, let's move to the defense, shall we? Yeah, you want to get started on the defense? Sure, sure. So obviously, um, I loved the playmaking ability we saw. Oh, yeah. Right, four picks. How many games this year have there been where it feels like we should have had four picks, but we just drop all of them? Uh, a similar trend in this game, too. It's, well, I understand. I understand. But, hey, at least we caught four of them, right? And the standout, without without doubt, has to be Rasul Douglas, right? Absolutely. As Devin calls him, Rasul God. God. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely adores that man, which is obviously, given his story and everything, absolutely incredible. He's a great player, and it's crazy to think, that we picked him up off the scrap heap for nothing. And now he's out here, Pro Bowl alternate. Hasn't even played like half the season. Eight games. He's he's a machine. And his ability to be around the ball, incredible. Incredible. And eventually, right, we may get Jair back. We say that every week. At some point, it may be true. He has been activated. Oh, they didn't really have a choice. You're right. David Bakhtiari was activated weeks ago. But yes, it gives me some <laughs> gives me some hope. But that playmaking ability, incredible. And yeah, okay, that last one, I don't want to say it's questionable because we've definitely been on the other end of way worse calls, NFC Championship yeah. game. Right? Uh, but the aggression, that's what I like no matter what. And on that first pick, he just baited him. Yeah. I mean, he just he was bailing to the middle, flipped his hips, came right back to the outside easy pick and that's something that you saying that makes it seem like it's so easy and it's not <laughs> it's not at all uh real quick before i go on a little tangent no problem <clears throat> i love it i'm here for it i want to thank the arizona cardinals oh absolutely for uh devondre campbell and rasul douglas <laughs> <laughs> thank you very thank much thank you so much thank for you for making our defense good giving us a competent middle linebacker for the first time in a long time. In a long time. And a cornerback that is an all-pro alternate. Like, that's, that's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. This man has come from just down in the woodwork yeah. to legitimately having an all-pro season. I agree. And I think one of my favorite parts about his kind of story is... It's not necessarily just some undrafted guy that everybody looked over, right? Like, he was a third-round pick. This guy had talent. People thought he had talent. And then just didn't really amount to anything the first couple of years. Remember, in Philly, he was frequently kind of the joke on some level, mm-hmm. right? Was there for that uh, Super Bowl. He has a Super Bowl ring from his rookie year. But then after that, just kind of goes away, right? Not a very good player. He flew Eagle Flu. <laughs> he did <laughs> flew Eagle Flu. Good Lord. Uh I'm here for the jokes. But he uh and he comes back, right? A couple years of just not really doing much, and then something flipped. I know we've talked about it before. 
previous episodes, he talked about some of the preparation from our his teammates and the coaches here really make a difference to him, which is kind of crazy to think about. Makes me really happy, but also like, why weren't you doing this before? Correct. Other teams? Yeah. Correct. Did no one think that you should like watch film more or something? Like, was this not something that went through other people's heads? Or were you watching like the running back when you were <laughs> supposed to be watching the wide receiver or something? Like, I, yeah. just, I don't no really clue. understand. Don't really understand. But incredible game by him. Right. Let's go to one of the other picks, the Darnell Savage pick, which I loved. Absolutely loved because he had a really rough game last week. So him be, to be able to come back and make a play, right? even though people were kind of complaining about that one too. I mean, he was in position. Yeah, I don't really see how people were complaining about that one. It was just, I'm going to chuck it up there and arm punt on first and 10. <laughs> <laughs> right. But yeah, questionable decision there. It, it just seemed like Baker misread it. I mean, it, I don't really see how people could complain about it. I'm really happy. That's my boy. I know it is. Darnell Savage is my is my has been my draft crush that we actually drafted. Correct. Um and his rookie season was okay and then last year was great. Yeah, really came on the second half of last year. And then it seems like this year he's kind of having a little bit of a a not a slump, but he isn't he isn't as aggressive yeah. towards the late as much as I thought he would and he really needed a game I think to get his confidence up. And I hope this is it, right? Because that was a great play. Great catch. I had to jump up there. I love to see those ball skills because Mm -hmm. that's something that I've wanted to see more of from him. There's been a lot of plays this year where he's been near the ball and just barely missed it, right? I think even his best games early in the season were when he was flying around really aggressive, but a lot more in the box than I had previously thought of him. So I like seeing him back there in center field making a catch, show that versatility. Show that you're going to catch the ball, unlike Eric Stokes. Oh, my God. He has stone hands. He really does. Uh, so, great, great comeback there by Savage. So, Stokes, would you catch a football, please? Yeah. Um, this man is formerly a running back who obviously uh, did not have to catch the ball out of the backfield. Never, apparently. However, as much as we can rag on Stokes about not catching a ball, he's a cornerback for a reason. Yep. So, it's just... He his development I think is key. We're seeing him turn his head around a little bit more quickly. Right, that was a thing that he sucked at to begin the year. Yeah, but I mean his speed always caught him up. So just imagine he'll just be a cornerback that can't catch, but is a ball hawk, and I'm okay with that. Daryl Green, Hall of Famer, was literally that <laughs> incredibly speedy, could not catch it if you handed it to him, and that's okay. That's not your job. <laughs> yeah, correct. I mean, I'd like you to catch some, but. No, I'm, I agree completely. He, he's he been fantastic this year, realistically. You get some of the advanced stats, kind of think one of the best cornerbacks in football, which is mind-blowing given that he didn't even start to begin the year. Right. We had Jair and Kevin King ahead of him. So, <laughs> obviously, he's behind Jair when he comes back. Uh, maybe behind Rasul. I, I don't know, I don't know. Um, how they would play that. Hopefully, that's something we can talk about in a future episode when Jair comes back. But... His development has been crucial. Could you imagine this team without him and without Rasul? No. No. Or even if Eric Stokes was average. Or just a rookie cornerback. Correct. Just play like a normal rookie corner because that's terrible. Exactly. You don't expect that position to come in and dominate right away. No, and I think that's also one thing that is he's kind of being snubbed on. Have you looked at the top 10 rookie uh, defensive rookie of the year talks? Yeah, he's not in it. He's not on it. Which is crazy. And I mean... 
he doesn't have the numbers. Like, he doesn't have interceptions. He doesn't right. have... But, like, no one's throwing to him. Everyone's throwing to Rasul. Which is wild. Because they are scared of a rookie a quarterback rookie corner. that yeah. was a running back. Like, yeah. what is going on here? <laughs> because he's right there. He can't catch, but he is right there. I mean, it's it's incredible. It's something that Jair's really good at. Rasul's just not that kind of corner. He's not going to necessarily stick with you. He's going to kind of potentially play off you and break on you, mm-hmm. which is not how how Stokes kind of plays the game, which is fine. But he will be in your pocket the entire route. We saw that last week. We saw that this week. Played really well. So now that we've made the defense sound like they played well. Okay, yeah. Also, shout out to Sully for getting that other interception. Don't forget you. Appreciate you. Uh, we sucked at a couple things, right? We'll get to the run game because that's going to be most of it. Why are we playing so far off? Why is our secondary pretending like this is the second coming of the Rams show on turf or something? Like, what are they doing? Can I, can I list off some uh, people for you? Please do. Jarvis Landry, who came off an injury last week. And hasn't been good in several years. Donovan Peoples-Jones? Wasn't he like a tight end at Michigan or something? I think so. He's a wide receiver two and a half at best. <laughs> good job for the kid, though. He's been having a great season. Yeah, good for, I wouldn't kick him off much. my team. Neither would I. Rashard Higgins. Blech. And then that's all I got. I can't name the fourth. Can you? Uh, Anthony Schwartz. But oh, that's yes. only because he had a carry. <laughs> had like an end around thing. But yeah, that's why are we? Yeah, we're acting afraid of them. Is what it seemed like, which I kind of understood last week because Hollywood Brown's crazy fast. But Eric Zokes is just as fast, so I, I don't actually understand. But this week, it's like, who are you afraid of? What are you scared of happening? Right. It, nothing's going to happen. Baker's not going to beat you. These receivers aren't going to beat you. Why are we playing 8, 10, 12 yards off on third and five? Right, and I think since since this is the second week we saw it, I think that, honestly, the game plan was about Baker possibly being more mobile. Okay, interesting. Because um, Huntley killed us on the run. Yeah, really escaping that contain. Yeah, and then now Baker, he's not known for like having wheels, but he's known for getting out of the pocket and making something out of nothing every once in a while. That's true. He'll definitely extend the play. He won't necessarily... He'll run to throw, not the other way around. Right, and... I think that's kind of what they were planning on is making something out of nothing. But at the same time, you're asking Baker Mayfield, who should have thrown six interceptions last game, um, who's been banged up. Yeah, he hasn't he hasn't looked good or healthy in several weeks at this point. I don't know why we just didn't play man coverage all day and just blitz the ever daylight out of him. Man coverage, play him tight, make him beat you because they're not going to. Right. right? No, I'm in complete agreement with that. So now the elephant. Like, I knew it was going to be bad, right? I knew that the Browns are good at running. Yeah. I have a question, Luke. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm here for it. What's up? Why didn't the Browns run the ball every single play? No idea. They (laughs) destroy us if they just run every play from the get-go. They came out throwing, like, a lot in the first quarter. And it kind of worked for them. Then once we started to really get going, that's kind of when they kept throwing. And I didn't understand it. Because they destroyed us on the ground. Nick, like, go ahead. Nick Chubb is a man. 
he is he averaged over seven yards a carry. He is shout out to that guy. He is good. He's way better than I thought coming out of college. I mean, he went to Georgia, right? Um clearly him and DeAndre Swift were there together. Mm-hmm. I thought he was really good, but like I didn't see him being this good in the NFL. He's he's an elite running back. Without a doubt, top five, for sure. So that being said, he had let me pull it up stats. 17 carries, 126 yards. And he made it look so easy. It was like every play was seven yards, I felt like. Dearness Johnson had four carries, 53 yards. Crazy. I mean, the efficiency they were running with, absolutely insane. I just, I don't understand what it was because when I was watching the film back again, I was like, okay, let's let's watch these run plays. I was like, okay, that's just Nick Chubb being good. Like, Mm -hmm. we didn't really have too much contain, but at the same time, it's just... They blocked very well. And they have a great... Two things. It's kind of twofold, right? They have a great run scheme, mm-hmm. right? One of the best in the NFL, without a doubt. Um, probably the best traditional offense, I would say. Either them or the Colts, scheme-wise, to kind of get chunk runs without being touched. Second is they have a good offensive line. Now, they had injuries on their offensive line, so I kind of expected we'd do better than we did. Correct. You're shaking your head over there. We 100% did not do better no. than we did. Um, yeah, we looked terrible. And part of that is just, I don't I don't know. We need better guys on the inside, right? On some level, that's still a problem. I mean, we kind of masked it for big chunks of the season, but it seems like it's coming back. Last week, no Kenny Clark. Understandable, right? Right. But against Browns, he played. Yeah, I didn't he get double teamed pretty much the whole game? Oh, yeah, for sure. Without a doubt. So you need somebody else to step up, right? Which is when we get to my boys, who did nothing. Uh, I'm pretty sure Rockford's own got a stack. Okay, Rockford's own. You're correct. You're correct. He did. I think that's it, because of the text thread we had. <laughs> good call. Good call, Devin. Pretending like he doesn't know who I'm talking about. You know. I know you know. So Lancaster, not great. And I, I've had higher hopes for TJ Slayton. He's flashed this year. Um but I was kind of hoping to just eat eat some of those blocks. I didn't see it a lot when I was watching the game. It felt like we were getting pushed around at the line of scrimmage, yeah. uh, which is really unfortunate to see. I don't think it's something we really, really have to worry about going forward. I don't think we'll run into any of the crazy good running teams again until probably the Super Bowl. I know there are some in the NFC, but like Tampa, obviously yeah. we're going to play Minnesota again here next week but it's not this quite the same no it's not quite the same it's so, not a power run no plus like they're a little banged up so that's good we'll take that so at, we got to figure it out though right like we got to f- find an answer because we can't just give up free yards every right. play right and i mean i think that's the important part is just watching the past few games it's why aren't we doing the same thing that we did when we were mounting our like trying to put teams away. Why no, did, why no. did we change up our game plan? I I agree. I agree. I think both offensively and defensively we're just not being aggressive enough throughout the entire game. We'll show flashes and then it just kind of goes away. That's weird to say. That we're not playing aggressive? Yeah. Why is that? I don't know. It's just I feel like we're criticizing a defense that we've the Packers haven't had in a long time. Like a defense yeah. that is capable, a Super Bowl winning defense. And I think maybe that's actually part of it because this defense doesn't suck. This is not a trash defense. 
they shouldn't even be like if you're gonna rank all the defenses right we we're not even 15 right like this is a top 10 defense for parts of the year they play like a top five defense we don't really have a ton of injuries i mean jair but that, that's about is it he? but we haven't had him all year right i mean he played a quarter or whatever it was but i agree obviously this defense could be phenomenal if everyone was back but it just feels like they're not quite the same yeah i mean i don't really have more to add on to it it's it's a little disappointing and yeah we're being hard on them but that's because our expectations are so high <laughs> super bowl or bust let's go like, let's go d don't be the reason we fail also offense you can score whenever you want whatever you want even a field goal yeah, exactly you could score on the first drive you could score at the end of the game it doesn't just have to be the middle two quarters <laughs> you have two more quarters to play with please do please do we would appreciate it absolutely and stop giving us heart attacks god yes please please so i know we sound a little critical we always do that, that's something if i if because i almost never do listen to these back it's man it sounds like we lost we're really beating them <laughs> up no we played a pretty good game right like rogers looked good uh probably at this point the mvp mvp favorite i know vegas thinks so right mm-hmm. like the defense made plays it just it feels like we're still not hitting on all cylinders and um i've come up with a magic number of our own my own oh boy here so we go. uh i i like numbers personally so um our offense's magic number and defenses is 30. You score 30 points, you win the game. You give up less than 30 points, you win the game. Okay. And our offense is more than capable of putting up 30 points against a great defense. Oh, we've shown it. And our defense is more than capable of putting or holding great offenses to less than 30. We've seen that as well. So, I mean, I I think that is the number. If our offense gets up to 30-31, we should win the game. I agree completely, which is why it's frustrating to see us at the 24 range, right? Several several times. It's like, we're better than that. This defense isn't that good. No. Right? They have Miles Garrett, but what did he do? Got like two tackle for yeah. losses? Yeah. I don't, I don't he, know. He, he no won. sacks? Like, he didn't He didn't really do anything. Good job, Yash. Shout out to Yash, <laughs> man. This dude's awesome. Who knew? <laughs> I know we're still helping him and everything a little bit. He's not completely over there on his own, but... Man, don't care. You go, man. Like I, I appreciate you. Uh, Miles Garrett had one tackle, by the way. That, that oh, was just one. The one, one tackle off of Bren, uh, Ben Braden. Yeah, that was it. That's embarrassing. One tackle. <laughs> as long as we can keep Ben Braden off the field, we should be fine. Shout out to Yash, my boy, our boy. All right. So let's move on to next week's game. It's uh, let's do it. It's a pretty big one, I would say. Obviously, we're still in the driver's seat of the the first overall seed yep right which is the only one that comes with a buy so we're playing the minnesota vikings the vikings yes someone that we apparently like to lose to oh mike zimmer has our number yeah, which is wild he's a good coach he's a very good coach and who's probably not gonna be in minnesota next year which is a good thing for us uh because i know that he's definitely somebody that's he's talked about it and aaron's talked about it that it's somebody aaron kind of enjoys playing against because it's so challenging he matches up which is weird that a coach would match up with a player like this but he matches up with Aaron Rodgers so well and they always seem to be so good at what we're so bad at which is stopping the run mm-hmm. Dalvin Cook causes problems for us and he's back this week I'm pretty sure yeah I believe he is I believe he is so I was really mad when I heard that news 
I don't, Madison's really I mean, good Madison's too. good too, but I would you rather Madison or Cook? <laughs> I, I would much rather Madison. So obviously, we're trying to wrap up the division in this one. Well, we have the division, but let's just sweep them. Yeah, as much as, well. as we can. We lost them earlier. Let's get this out of the way. Let's knock out the Lions. Let's just try to get this one seed, right? Let's try to get two buys instead of one. I like it. I like it. Ooh, ooh, the Lions being a buy. I'm sorry, guys. Well, I'm talking about potentially having to bench our starters. Yeah, because if we game. if we win this game and, and the dominoes fall correctly, um, you're right. We could be going into that last game. It's already wrapped up, and that would be great. Rest some of these guys. Aaron would definitely sit at that point, get that toe a little better because uh, it got stepped on a couple times, right? So he was he was limping the bad, worse than it's been in a while. Right. So I think that would be huge. And then the bye. Now, I will say this. We suck after buys, so that makes me a little nervous, <laughs> especially if we have two of them. Um, that's okay. If it means that we're, we're the best team in the NFC, I'll gladly take that. Exactly. Gladly take that. So what are some other games you're kind of looking forward to um, coming up? Because we, we've talked about the Vikings before. We know what they are. There's really nothing crazy going on with them. We know what the game's going to be. It's going to be hard fought. They're going to run a lot. It's Kirk, cold. It's going to be really cold. Two degrees. That's a good call. That's a good call. Could be one of the coldest games in Lambeau history, right? In NFL history. In NFL history. You wanted to go to that game. I did. I still want to go to that game. Well, some of us have to work the next day, bud. So do I. <laughs> I'm not going to a <laughs> Sunday night game. Anyways, but it, it should be interesting. It should be interesting. I'm calling it now. Snowplow game. AJ Dillon, let's oh, go. Oh, I was about to say, it's, I don't think it's supposed to snow. No, I'm, I'm, this is something I'm trying to start. Uh, I think Devin just ignores me. AJ Dillon, snowplow. He's a snowplow? He's no, well, think about the Titans game last I kind of like the snowblower. No. He no. runs over people? No. No. Snowplow. Snowplow. Okay. Snowplow sounds way better than snowblower. Yeah, that's fair. It's a terrible nickname. Terrible. All right, so looking around the NFL, anything else catching your eye? Uh, who are the Rams playing this week? The Rams are playing the Ravens. Ooh, interesting. Let's hope Lamar Jackson's back. But at the same time, I mean, it's just, I know that it's going to be a Cooper Cup breakout. Let's hope not for my fantasy team. And probably OBJ is going to do something. They're really good. They are good, but we seem to have their number. So I'm not... I'm not really concerned with the Rams. Right, but, I mean, playoff time, it's a little different. But if they're coming to to Lambeau, the only person that's going to play well is OBJ because he's used to it at his right. time in New York. But um, that game I'm going to be paying attention to as well as... Uh, the Cardinals-Cowboys game, I, I'm I guessing? Was, I was going to get to that. Oh, okay, okay. But um, the Tampa Bay... Oh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Jets. The Jets. Let's go Jets. Praying to God that the Jets somehow beat a banged up Tampa Bay. I'm not scared of them anymore. No, neither am I. And I have a lot to say about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but I'm not going to say it. The Tampa Bay Gronkineers. Yes. <laughs> I'm not going to say too much just because of there's that whole goat conversation. Ah, uh, yes. That yes. Um, I've gotten into many arguments with at bars and work and everywhere. I will get into <laughs> it with anyone. That's fair. Um, but the my main game that I'm keeping an eye on, that's not the Packers this week. Obviously. Is the Cowboys and the Cardinals. That's a really big game for us. Uh, it's going to be a good one, too. Yeah, it, it is going to be a good one. I'm looking forward to that. Will the Cardinals ever win again? God, I hope so. Uh, this would be the week to do it since 
we know we have the tiebreak over them. They can't really overtake us at this point. The Cowboys, in theory, could. Um, if so, we lose one game and they win out. Right. So, selfishly, we need the Cardinals to win. We'll see how that goes. Like I said, that's going to be a great game. I'm looking forward to just watching that as a fan. Yeah. That'll be really interesting. Two really dynamic quarterbacks. Fun offenses. And let's see if the Cardinals can win. Because I don't know what, what they're doing at the moment. Right. There's free falling. You lost to the Lions, man. You got blown out by the Lions. <laughs> Good job, Lions. Oh, no. So proud of little the Lions. Brother. So proud of my <laughs> little brother. I'll never be mad at you guys at this point. I feel like we have to touch on this, though. Okay, what are we touching on? Who are the Bears playing? <laughs> That's a good call. That's a good call. The Bears are playing who? The Giants. Our boy. The Who Cares Bowl. No, no, no. <laughs> I care about one person and one person only. And who is that? Kenny G. <laughs> Kenny G, who's been a massive disappointment this year. I'm sorry. He's hurt. Sorry, Giants. He's always hurt. You're right. It's. I yeah. want the Bears to win out. Yeah, no, me too, honestly. I don't want Matt Nagy to get fired. <laughs> <laughs> Let's keep him here so we can keep destroying him. Yeah. And also, is there anything more Bears-like than to win the one game that nobody wanted you to win in a way no one wanted you to win? Nick Foles? Yeah, that was so funny. Being the hero? Yeah, what is going on with that team? I just... Oh, buddy. I don't... They seem... Because it's like... Let's take this back a second. The Lions are just straight terrible all the time, right? And they admit it. Yeah. The Vikings are overall mediocre. Flash is good. Flash is bad, right? The Bears are self-destructive. And it's great. Oh, it's amazing. It's delicious. Because they will find the worst possible way to do something that people should be happy about. A win. Everyone was pissed, right? At at least (laughs) most of my people I know at work and all that kind of stuff. Talk about football a lot, right? Obviously, they're all Bear fans. They bring up all that. And it's just like, they didn't want to win. They wanted to lose. They The last thing they that the people, pick. they did. The last thing they want is Nick Foles to look good because it does no one any good. <laughs> it's the worst possible outcome. You kind of hope he looks terrible. And everybody can be like, oh, yeah, that's why he was, he was benched this whole time. Third string quarterback. Uh, you got a Super Bowl MVP quarterback. Third string. Good Lord, guys. <laughs> How did you get here? And I kind of feel bad for Fields, but not too bad. I want him to completely tank with the Bears and then go somewhere and do amazing. I like that plan. That would make me so happy as a Packer fan. Preferably somewhere in the AFC. Right. So like pull a Mitch, but start. Yeah, because I don't think Mitch is... I was I was a huge Mitch fan, even on the Bears. Like when he was on the Bears, I was a Mitch fan. But, I mean, I'm just a fan of Bears quarterbacks in general. Oh, because they love throwing us the football? Yeah, like that one game Rex Grossman had where he had more completions uh, to the Green Bay Packer defense (laughs) than he did his own team and more touchdowns, too. Shout out to Jay Cutler as well. Appreciate both of you. Um, Speaking of Jay Cutler, uh, I sent you something early this week. You did. You did. Um, You want to bring that up? Yeah, let's bring it up just a little bit. All right, I like it. So, who tweeted it? Uh, Mitch Goldich tweeted a list in uh, commemoration of Aaron Rodgers' uh, 443rd passing touchdown, passing Brett Favre, um, for the franchise's record. Yep. Um, this list is pretty cool Because uh, right, it shows at. the first and second for each team, right? 
Yeah, so some notables, uh, Rodgers 443, Brett Favre 442. And the crazy thing about that is there's only one. There's like two or three players that have more touchdown throws than Brett Favre does for one team. Right. I mean, it's <laughs> it's crazy, right? Think about it. And we know who those guys are. Right? Tom Bra- Brady. Brady, Breeze. That's it. That's it. Uh, <laughs> well, now Aaron Rodgers. Now Aaron Rodgers. But that's just for us. He doesn't have it overall yet. He will, though, in the next couple of years. Right. But you're right, because it really shows the quality of our quarterbacks, right? I mean, this is an unprecedented streak, I think, because the longevity of it is better than Montana and Young, mm-hmm. right? Which is the one that always gets compared to. So it, it's an incredible run we've had here. And when I was flipping through that when you sent it to me earlier in the week, I love some of the just random people that are in the top two. Like uh, my personal favorite, and I know we'll get to yours in a second, is that Josh Freeman is the <laughs> is the second most in Buccaneers history, which 80. is hilarious because Josh Freeman, God, he was never good. Nope. He was never good. So what other things kind of stood out there? Obviously, we stand atop. It's not even close. As a duo, yeah. yeah. Um, my personal favorite is probably the Texans and the Jags. Mm-hmm. Matt Schwab. <laughs> you go, Matt Schwab. Has the most for the Texans. That's God. hilarious. I feel bad for that organization. And they did it themselves. Yeah. To a certain degree. And then Sean Watson. But nah. And then my boy, Blake Bortles. Oh, Blake got the boat. <laughs> the second uh, second overall leading touchdown thrower for the Jags. Was Ooh. Brunel first? Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. But That makes sense. Both former he, Packers. I was about to say, that's relevant. Both former Packers, Mark Brunel, back when we were backup quarterback university. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously... Blake Bortles this year. The boat this year. <laughs> you go, Blake. Uh, what a bro. Also, congratulations to Aaron. Yes, absolutely. Congratulations. Uh, big honor. It's incredible. We've watched his entire career. Um, and at times, didn't really know what we had, which is something that we've talked about before. And we're going to talk about again. Um, I know today, actually, he, he kind of didn't say he was not retiring. So after this year, he's not retiring. No, I know he's not retiring, but it's just interesting, right? It makes you think about it for a second as fans. Like, man, I'm terrified. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> terrified of what comes next. But uh, I agree. That's a really interesting list. It makes you feel very fortunate, I think. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of, I was talking to one of my bosses like months ago, and I was like, I'm really sorry. He's like, why? I was like, do you need me to list the 19 reasons why? <laughs> I, I don't know if the number is actually 19, but that's the list of all the Bears quarterbacks since Brett Favre started. Right. So it's, it's just a bunch like, of dudes. I don't, this is out of any sports team that I'm a fan of. Mm-hmm. This is the one that I've been most fortunate Absolutely. to root for. Absolutely. We were not really around. We're both Bulls fans as well. We were not really around during that, obviously. I mean, we, we, were, babies. Were, te- we were technically alive for some of them. Um, but yeah, we didn't watch that. You know, D Rose, right, would probably be the next closest. But uh, you're a White Sox fan, so you got that one. But Cubs fan? Cubs fan. Nah. Eh. Yeah. You know, I was, I Baseball, watched. Eh. Yeah, exactly. I watched well, for you. I felt obligated. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, the the incredible fortune we've had as Packer fans and and owners. 
and had owners. to rub that in. I'm sorry, and guys. Owners. <laughs> so I'm glad to glad that you mentioned that we can continue being potentially the only podcast that is by multiple NFL owners because Devin is one as well. So we're just keeping that rolling, no matter who's hosting. Nothing but owners, as far as the eye can see, right? As long as I'm here, at least. So I think that about does it. Yeah, for us. Good. Uh, thank you very much, JP, for for coming and filling in. Look forward to having you on in the future. Maybe we'll even get wild and crazy and have have you on as a third. Whoa, I like it. A little, little gonna guest. need to upgrade a little bit of the equipment here. All right, calm oh, down. We're doing pretty good. Port. Yeah, we so we get fine. two more people. Man, we can have a party in here. I'm not sure if if my kitchen's big enough, but we can. We can work out. We'll it. figure it out. We'll get some more chairs. No, no worries there. So thank you very much for coming on. Greatly appreciated on short notice. Shout out to Devin once again. I know he's going to be really excited to listen to this. Um, don't worry, buddy. Not replacing you. Yeah. Uh, I'm just here temporarily. Pa- practice squad. Yeah. Practice squad. Practice squad. He's going back down. No worries. We're sending him right <laughs> back. Right back where he came from. <laughs> that being said, have a wonderful, wonderful new year. Yeah. Right. Be safe. Be safe out there. Um, and as always, go, go back, back go. go.